I am here with Megan O'Keefe, uh, Writers of the Future Window, and one of Angry Robots' newest authors. So, Megan, thank you for doing this interview. Uh, can you tell us a little about yourself? Hi, Gamma. Thanks for having me here. Uh, well, I am Megan O'Keefe. I did win Writers of the Future, and my debut novel, Steal the Sky, is coming out from Angry Robot in January of 2016. It is about an airship heist. And I'm also, I am a professional soap maker for my day job, although um, I am not a part of Fight Club, or at least I can't talk about it. <laughs> a, a soap maker. So how exactly does one make soap? Well, um, I, I make it all from scratch. So I've got, I use primarily vegetable oils as I am a vegetarian. It might be a little hypocritical if I use lard. Uh, so I use palm oil, olive oil, coconut oil. And you have to mix it with lye, uh, which is common. Well, it is commonly called lye. It is the actual name is sodium hydroxide, which is what is eventually used to make the dynamite in Fight Club, which I do not do. Um, I, I disavow all knowledge of this. Uh, and you, you mix it up in a big vat. And I've got um, molds that I, I make double logs in that I split and then cut with a, a big wire cutter into bars. Okay, and you mentioned your novel, uh, To the Sky, coming out in January from, uh, from Angry Robot. Can you uh, give us like a brief summary of that? Well, it's a secondary world fantasy, which means it takes place in a world that is completely different from this one. There, there really is no good analog. The best way I've found to describe the setting is if somebody took Victorian England culture and dropped it into the middle of the Australian outback, and the, the city itself is um, set on the side of a dormant volcano. So it, it's like it's like 19th century Gondor. And in this city, there are two conmen running around doing their thing. And they've set their sights on a very nice airship that just happens to be owned by a very, very, very mean Commodore. And they are trying to take it from her. And of course, crazy hijinks ensue. <laughs> Now, I believe I saw that that's the first novel in a trilogy. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, we have three books planned at the moment. I have the, the rough draft for book two is complete. I'm doing revisions right now. And it will. Uh, we, we actually just got the cover for book one. So things are moving forward pretty quickly. <laughs> Did you know it was a trilogy when you first started writing the first book? <laughs> uh, when I first started writing this book, uh, this is a book I wrote purely to entertain myself in between projects. And I, I wrote it by the seat of my pants. I had no outline, which is unusual for me. And I, I did it in about three weeks. And uh, of course, you know, after that, I had three months of revisions to make it look like a real story. But uh, I had no idea that would be a trilogy at that point. Um, when my agent asked me to write a synopsis for a trilogy that I didn't know existed yet, I, I had a lot of fun imagining all the cool things I could do next. <laughs> so how extensively do you have books two and three planned right now? Book two I was outlined in advance. Uh, and I, my, well, I, I have an overall series outline that has been looked at by both my agent and my editor at this point. So I have a general direction I'm going in. Uh, book two, like I said, the first draft is complete. So that is very much set in stone. And book three has a loose outline at the moment that I will expand into a much more detailed outline before I sit down to write it. Did you encounter any challenges 
since you did not originally intend this to be a series, did you encounter any challenges like, oh, yeah, I made this passing reference to something in book one, and now I have to incorporate it in book two? <laughs> uh, yes, but I wouldn't think of those. For me, those are Easter eggs. So I'm like, ooh, there's this thing I, that I kind of passively mentioned in the first scene of book one, and I can totally tie that in to, like, the, I have written the ending of the, the book three's final chapter is done. That is set in stone. So if I can tie something in across the whole series, it just excites me. <laughs> so yes, there have been some things like that, but I, I enjoy that kind of challenge. <laughs> so as a new writer coming into the industry, really after the ebook revolution, you may have a perspective on this that many more established writers don't have. So why did you decide to go in with a traditional publisher instead of going indie? <laughs> that is a very good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have my own business. Uh, I've been running my business for seven years. So I, I wear all the hats in my business. I do the marketing. I do the bookkeeping. I do the making of things. I do all of that. And when I first started out writing, I wanted to go the traditional route at the very least to start with because I, I wanted somebody else to wear the hats for a little while and kind of show me the ropes and give me a little guidance on what to do. And it, Angry Robot has been amazing at that. Um, Mike Underwood is kind of my, my point person there, and he's, he's great. So can you talk a little bit about how you got picked up by Angry Robot? Oh, this is a little backwards, I think. <laughs> um, I, I met Mike at Lone StarCon 3, and we talked a little, and after I had won Writers of the Future, I had Pat's, I posted on Facebook that I had finished the draft for a novel, and he said when it was ready, just to send it to him, so I did, and he, I, I sent it to my the person who would be my agent at the same time, and he and my agent both got back to me within 24 hours of each other, saying they wanted to talk about the book, so I, I, I kind of got the agent and the editor at the same time. <laughs> All right, so you mentioned winning Riders of the Future. Your short story, Another Mountain Range, won first place in the fourth quarter of volume 30. So how did that feel? Well, that was amazing. Uh, Riders of the Future is an insane experience. They, um, it, it, really, you hear about it, but you truly do not know what to expect until you get there. Uh, literally, I walked off the plane, and they had a camera crew pointed at me. I was like, I got up at five this morning. <laughs> Who are you people? <laughs> so you get there, and they they basically say, okay, here are our judges. They're you know these amazing you know multiple New York Times bestselling writers and award winners, and they're going to basically cram all the knowledge they can into your head in a week. I hope you don't enjoy sleeping. <laughs> so, it was a crazy experience, and it, it was well worth it. It was a lot of fun. Okay, for our listeners that don't know, Writers of the Future is a quarterly writing contest that draws interest from all over the world with past winners, including authors such as Eric Flint, uh, David Farlin, and Patrick Rothfuss. So it's an impressive achievement. Uh, so you have an upcoming book as well as a story in the Writers of the Future anthology. Is there anywhere else our listeners can find your work? Yeah, actually. Uh, I have a, a short story called Of Blood and Brine, which is out with Shimmer Magazine right now. It's free to read online. And it's also just been picked up right before I left for this con by Podcastle. So it's about to be an audio format, too, if you would like to have me in your ears as well as your eyes. <laughs>
Now, according to your website, one of your first publications was a newsletter in which you chronicled the daily adventures of the local cat population. Can you tell us about that? Okay, so this requires a tiny bit of background information, so I don't look 100% insane. <laughs> when I was a kid, I grew up, uh, my mother was a journalist. She was an award-winning journalist. She was an amazing news reporter. Um, she's retired now and uh, is still amazing. And she... Uh, she was a single mother and she, she took me to her office oftentimes and I would be left in the boardroom to just kind of entertain myself for a little while occasionally. And there was a lot of coffee machines and a lot of paper and I had an active imagination and I really liked Kitty. <laughs> so I used their sort of formatting stuff and figured out how to lay out a little newsletter and I wrote elaborate stories about like the, the wars between the, the different cat populations and I handed them out to the neighbors but I, I don't think they were impressed <laughs> uh, I understand you've also been dabbling in game development is that right? Yeah, this is a, a recent hobby of mine. I've always been a little bit into programming. I kind of, uh, I like to say I grew up with the internet. Like, my, my first experiences, you know, we're trying to figure out how to get Mosaic to work and this kind of thing. So, um, back when I was a, a kid, I was originally interested in this kind of thing, but the only real game engines that existed were proprietary and very difficult to get, like the Unreal Engine and this kind of thing. So I've discovered recently, um, there is a, at least there are multiple of these, but the one I particularly like is a game engine called Unity 3D. And it is a professional level game engine and it is open source. It is, you can use it, you know, as, as much as you want. And when I, when I discovered this, I was like, ooh, playtime! <laughs> So between that and uh, there's a, a 3D rendering software that is also open source called Blender. Um, between those two, I, I have been playing with making games and testing out different mechanics. I'm actually doing one right now where um, the, the basic premise is that you have to collect points of light from a level. And it, whenever you take a point of light, more monsters appear the darker it gets on the screen. So you have to get all of these lights, but it gets increasingly difficult as you go. Okay, that sounds interesting. Uh, what are you working on right now? Is it just a third novel in the Skyfall, or is there something else that you have going on? So, um, the the third novel of Steal the Sky, I I um, I need to. I'm working on my outline for that. I also, before I so sold Steal the Sky, I had two rough drafts for two different novels. So I will probably revise one of those. I do actually have one of them is an expansion of my uh, another range of mountains story that won Writers of the Future. So I'll probably clean up one of those and then move on to book three. Okay, well, that was all I had for you, Megan. So I thank you so much for doing this interview with us. Thanks for having me, Gamma. All right, so that is Megan O'Keefe and be looking for her novel, Steal the Sky, coming out in January.